Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. This is Off Track with Hinch and Rossi. Hey guys, uh, welcome to Off Track with Hinch and Rossi. I'm Alex Rossi, and I have been allowed to uh, return to the show this week. Yeah, we I'm James Hinchcliffe, hard. and I uh, reluctantly agreed to let Tim on the show this week. Was happy to have Alex back. Really upset that Tim's here, though. <laughs> yeah, I didn't have to fly anywhere for this episode. This is great. <laughs> that's that's like a new thing for you. I love how um, most of the episode that occurred, I found out about by listening to it. Um, I was not kept in the loop, despite the billing of my name on the title of this show. I had no idea what you guys were doing. Alex, I mean, you had a I want you to know. On. Yeah, we we did that out of love and respect for your uh, activities that weekend. You were busy uh, racing to a podium position at the Daytona Twenty Four Hour Race with Team Penske and Acura, which, do we want to just go over that quick and talk about how much fun that was and how wet it was? It was really fun until like five in the morning when um, it became like a tropical storm. Uh, and we continued racing off and on under yellow, under red flag conditions for a period of time. And then uh, the race ended without yeah. any type of like chance to really go finish it. It was kind of strange. It was a weird situation for all. Yeah, it was it was the Daytona 2350. No, yeah. no, it was like the Daytona 21. Yeah. <laughs> Do you feel like if you had uh, gone back green, you guys had uh, had something for the lead cars? No. But here's the thing. Like I think that the the two Cadillacs in front of us would have gone pretty hard at it and um, there was the potential to maybe pick up some pieces, but no, in, in all honesty, we didn't have the pace, I don't think, in the wet, in those conditions um, to, to challenge for a win. And we were the only other car in the lead lap, so our, our fate was kind of sealed in, in that respect. But I think just in general, um, you know, for the fans and everything, I mean, we went green in pretty bad conditions and raced for, for almost an hour, so to not just go green again to finish it was a, just confusing for everyone, I think. But at the end of the day, obviously, they they make calls, they being IMSA, um, for, for the safety of everyone involved, and, and that's what they felt was the right thing to do, and there's nothing we can do about it. So we'll take what we have, and uh, we'll move on. But otherwise, to answer your original question, James, yes, it was a, it was a very cool experience, um, and I enjoyed it, and uh, hope to, to be invited back. Well, are you not already slated to be back in the car for the Sebring 12-hour? Yes. Yeah, yeah, But that's not Daytona, is it? You don't get a roll-off oh, if you're in Sebring. You get, don't like, you? You don't get anything? Do you? I don't know. I don't, I don't know. That'd be cool. Maybe not. That would be weird to get a Rolex Daytona at Sebring. Yeah. But if you do, I'll be yeah. pleasantly surprised. Yeah, I, don't, I think you're right. I don't think you do. Maybe you get like a, like a... You get a Timex. You get a Timex. You get a glow in the dark Timex. You get a Casio calculator watch. 
you get a G-Shock. Those were in style for a bit. Kind of like those ice watches. Do you remember those? Ice. Oh, they tried to, like, sponsor an IndyCar at one point, I think. I want to say they were maybe on, oh, I could be wrong here, EJ Vizo's car or something like that. Uh, so how was it for you to uh, kind of go to a, a hockey thing in America? I mean, I don't know. Have you done that before? Is that A hockey thing in America? That's, that's how you describe the NHL All-Star game? Yeah. I mean, you did it last year. You were Honda's guest of honor, guest du jour uh, when it was in Tampa last year. And so, yeah, I just tried to pick up the pieces and make up for the mess that you made when you were down in Florida by trying to be... I, I, I don't even disagree with that. I think you're probably right. <laughs> I think at some point you even text me over the weekend saying, don't worry, I set the bar really low for, for you. What is hockey anyways? Yeah, no, it was great, man. It was great because uh, Marcus got to come out uh, with us, and Marcus is a huge, um, huge hockey fan, obviously, being from Sweden. He knows a bunch of the players, and um, it was cool. I mean, I think everybody's in agreement for all all-star games that, whether it's NHL, NBA, whatever, uh, the skills competition part is actually, like, kind of way more entertaining than the game itself. The games are always kind of throwaway games. Uh, so we really enjoyed watching the skills competition and seeing uh, – you know, seeing how difficult some of these challenges were and seeing some of the, the women from the USA and Canada teams kind of partaking a little bit and demonstrating and in some cases doing better than the pros from the NHL. It was cool, man. It was a, it was a fun experience. And um, we got to, yeah, Tim and I got to do the first um, episode of Off Track with Hinch and Rossi minus Rossi from inside a Honda Passport, which was different and unique and fun. It was a pretty good SUV, I got to say. Uh, I, I might trade in my pilot for, for one of those next year. Are you, are you thinking about it? Because Becky was talking about it, too. She was kind of eyeing it up a little bit. It's pretty cool. I think it's pretty awesome. Um, speaking of skills competitions, why is there not that in IndyCar? Like, how cool would it be if, like, there was a set 150 mile an hour, and then, like, who could break down to zero in the most, like, efficient time? There could be a lot of cool things, man. I've had this conversation usually over a couple beers with a bunch of different people about what a skills competition would look like in racing. And I mean, the uh, the way that NASCAR All-Star Race works is kind of cool. How their qualifying is like a fast lap, an in-lap, a pit stop, and then an out-lap kind of thing. Like you could do something. I wouldn't do it quite like that in IndyCar, but you could do like cold tires out like from from your pit box outlap pace because that's a that's a big deal in our sport that's a that's a good skill yeah you could definitely do like a a zero or, a, or 150 to zero uh, or a zero to 150 to zero kind of thing that could be a cool skill um there's got to be some kind of like burnout thing we could do like longest distance burnout i mean i would lose at any donut skill competition that's... yeah i wasn't gonna mention <laughs> that but we would definitely throw that in there and just not really have you be eligible that that makes sense. Like you're not qualified. Yeah, and I wouldn't even let you be a judge on that one because ugh, you just don't get it. Sim could drive for me. Let's not let's not say stupid things we're gonna regret later. <laughs> Actually, you know what? This is a great segue, guys. Anybody that's listening, first of all, I apologize that you're listening, but uh, thank you for for living through our mindless rambles sometimes because they're fun for us, and we really hope you enjoy listening to them. But bringing up Thim's name, as much as it's like nail on a chalkboard, 
Um, it, it, it brings me up to something I wanted to talk about because yesterday Thim did something that I love. And I don't usually give him credit for anything he does, even if I do like it. No, this uh, feels most, weird. Yeah, and most things you do I don't like, I'll flat out say it. But this one yeah, I do. Yeah, no, fair. You tell me every day, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> text, in person, emails, I sometimes just tweet it out. Not even to you, I just tweet it out to the world. Yeah, Apple Watch uh, walkie-talkie that we do. We do <laughs> we do Apple Talk, or Apple Watch Talk, walkie-talkie bunch. Alex, you got to get one of those, by the way. Um, <laughs> I prefer my tag okay. connected version, too. Available online oh. or in stores. Oh, well. Wow. Walkie-talkie. I'm sorry. Yeah, it definitely has to have a walkie-talkie. Does it count your steps? Can't tell you if you're sleeping well? Exactly. Yes, it can. Have fun Have fun telling the time. Through my Android um, software. Oh, gross. Worst. You don't even have, you have an iPhone. Don't pretend like you're, <laughs> like you're some Android user. Anyway, back to the one thing Tim does right in this world. And he's got this weird habit, this weird, I don't even know what you'd, what you'd call it, uh, fascination with hosting parties. That's not the weird part. The weird part's that people show up. No, I'm kidding. Uh, he, he likes throwing, like, themed holiday parties just nowhere near the date of the actual holiday. So 100% love it. We're recording this on uh, the 9th of February, and last night Tim celebrated uh, at an Easter party. <laughs> Yeah, it was great. I had a great time. <laughs> so, you gotta come out to one of them. So we made some dyed deviled eggs. Um, I hid a bunch of Easter eggs around the house. Uh, they all either had boozy chocolate, like the Jose Cuervo chocolate, or mean-spirited messages. Um, in the- <laughs> <laughs> I hard-boiled a bunch of eggs and we set up a painting station. Uh, everybody had to wear pastels. It was great. I had a great time. You set up a painting station. You make it sound like you you live in this compound. No, it's a tiny apartment. <laughs> there were there were like twenty five people in what is this, in the downstairs of my apartment, which is maybe four hundred square feet. It maybe it maybe comfortably fits eight people. Yeah, no, it comfortably fits like five. It includes a yeah. dining room, a bar, a kitchen, and a living room. In those 400 square Oh, yeah, yeah. It's great. And we had a great time. And it was cold, so we couldn't even go outside. Like, everybody was just inside. It was fantastic. Was it cold or was it L.A. cold? It was L.A. cold. It was like 50 degrees. Oh. Oh, no. Yeah, our our winter has been harsh. Yeah, sounds brutal. Alex and I were just hanging out in, like, minus 20 degree weather, but that's cool. We were hanging out in minus 20 degrees, doing very productive things with our life, learning how to catch fish, riding bicycles. Um... Throwing axes. Throwing axes. So we've got a pretty uh, interesting show coming up for you guys. We have a special guest. Uh, some of you will know him. Um, some of, we, of you will only know him because of his diabetes. Um, but nonetheless, he will be on after this message. Hey guys, small favor to ask from us here at Off Track. Because let's be honest, you owe us one. True. Now, because of some algorithms, which is computer talk for stuff that we don't understand at all, podcasts depend on good ratings and reviews. So if you're listening to this podcast, and if you like even just a little bit hearing what we have to say, or, or even just tolerating us in general, go to iTunes today, give us a rating, preferably five stars, 
If there's an option for six stars without Tim, do that and leave a little comment. That would be tremendous. Thank you for that. And now we'll get back to the show. Welcome back to Off Track with Hinch and Rossi. Uh, it is now time for our esteemed guest, who's also an esteemed colleague uh, and friend of the show. He's known as a uh, prominent diabetic IndyCar driver, Mr. Charlie Kimball. Oh. <laughs> Wait, is that not who we have? Guys, we're doing this remotely. We're all in different cities. Who do we have today? Is, is it not? That was tough. Tim, you told me... You told me we had a diabetic IndyCar driver, so I assumed... I just assumed there was only one. Oh, man. Ladies and gentlemen, come on. If you haven't figured it out now, friend of the show and friend of us all personally, Mr. Connor Daly, welcome to Off Track with Hinch and Rossi again. Uh, thanks, I guess. <laughs> I'll take it. Uh, there was a lot of preparation that went into having Connor on the show today, guys, I gotta say. Um, he was coming over to my house to help me with something, and he walked in the front door, and I put a mic in front of his face. So... It was one, it was one of these situations where it was like, hey guys, wanna record today? Cool. I've got like half an hour if we can do it right now. And Alex goes, Connor's coming over. Sweet, we got a guest. Well, it's it's also very much like my IndyCar career. Hey, Connor, we don't have a driver this weekend. Do you want to drive for free? Absolutely. I'll do that. <laughs> well, if it makes you feel any better, we also don't make money doing this show, so... That's, it's irrelevant. I was just, just going to say, Alex, just give Connor a dollar bill, and then he can say that he made more money on off-track with Hinch and Rossi than he's done for most of his IndyCar career. That, that's a cold reality, but also very true. But, but, my friend, it's coming to an end because you just announced something very, very cool, uh, very exciting the other week. Why don't you tell us about it? Yeah, it is very exciting, I think. Uh, I get to be teamed up with uh, really rich people and uh, very talented drivers, and I uh, can't wait to do that. Andretti Autosport, uh, the incredible group of human beings that I often sneak into their hospitality for free drinks, um, and by that I mean water, uh, and I can't wait. It's going to be awesome. I'm going to be number 25. Uh, the U.S. Air Force is on board with us, which is just awesome. Uh, incredible partners last year, uh, expanding their program um, to really – uh, you know, their hashtag is aim high, and we're certainly aiming super high to be with Andretti. So uh, it's it's going to be fun. It's going to be awesome. I, Alex and I get to be teammates for the first time ever in a race car. Um, and I got to say, I'm really excited to welcome Connor to the team just because I'm so thrilled that he'll finally get to drive around the Indianapolis Motor Speedway in a car that is capable <laughs> of doing the two and a half miles um, well. <laughs> so It'll be fun. It'll be fun. I think... When James and I were teammates, that was probably my that was probably the closest thing we had to a really good car. But then James decided to put a piece of metal through his butt, and that that sort of ended our teammate streak there real quick. But uh, yeah, and then and then your your car decided to not to not stay not on fire. Yeah, and then obviously I didn't even start that race, so we didn't even know how good it was. But uh, but this will certainly be by far I think the best chance. I mean, we all we've all seen. The Andretti fifth car uh, do really well, whether it's with Munoz or, or Alonzo. Um, Townsend Bell. And Townsend Bell, obviously, for years. Um, so, yeah, I'm, 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 uh, I couldn't be happier. And I get to test, I think, in April, which is wild. I don't think I've done a test day in about 10 years, so I, I can't wait. So how did, how did it come about, man? I mean, obviously, you know, the, the jump in team, the jump in team from one year to the next is, is quite a big one. Was that... 
was that the sponsor stepping up and saying, hey, this is who we want to drive with? Or is that you saying, hey, look, guys, if we want to win this race, we got to do it with this team. Let's make it happen. How did that all come together? Well, about August last year, you know, we were, I obviously want to be full time in IndyCar, and, and that requires a certain, um, you know, a certain budget to be in place, uh, and, and and we didn't have that. And the Air Force had, you know, a certain amount, and they they loved the Indy 500. They got, you know, almost a 200% return on their investment last year, which is obviously really good. Uh, you want to keep that going. So that's more than really good. That's, that's more than yeah. That's it, like it was solid. Yeah. It was solid. So. You know, to, to really, I guess, take it to the next level, I said, hey, guys, you know, if, if we want to do this right, you've got to be with the best people. I mean, it's it's so much about Indy is is, is car-related and, and team personnel-related and just everything um, that goes down to the small details. And I, I've been with great people before, for sure, but we've obviously been, you know, budget-limited and, 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 and running, you know, last year was a, a road course car that was prepared to be an oval car in, you know, less than 24 hours, and we missed the first day of practice. And, uh, you know, with, with, this, with this effort, you know that that is not going to happen. So uh, we, we just started talking about it, and the Andretti guys got involved. And, and obviously, they have a really savvy group of uh, business pe- business folk uh, over there. And I think they know uh, they know how to make deals work. I think we've seen a lot of really incredible programs, um, you know, fostered through the you know the Andretti uh, Sports Marketing Group or whatever they're called over there. But they uh, they do a really good job at at uh, making the partnerships work. And, and and this one, all the all the all the um, all the boxes is lined up and we, we were able to check them all on the way uh, to getting the deal done and, and, and I couldn't I can't complain I mean it's, it's something that I mean you've talked about for so long you, you've always said that you know if, you, if you're gonna go to Indianapolis and, and you're gonna participate in the race you got to be in an Andretti car um, so I mean is, is this kind of a fulfillment of a dream is this you know how, how do you put into words what 2019 the 103rd running of the Indy 500 means to you in, in terms of kind of what you've gone through to get here well I mean in 2015 I thought that was, this was my golden opportunity too and then we didn't even get to start the race you know what I mean so so it's crazy things can happen I mean we could have the best month ever and and lap one someone could spin right in front of us and something crazy could happen so there's no sense in trying to you know over um you know over hype what we got to do here I mean obviously it's the most important chance that I've I'll have had in my career but you still go out there and you do your job right you just go out there execute every day of practice you know do the best job you can in qualifying but realistically focus on the race and make sure you have the best race car you can have and 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 that's what I'm excited about yeah it is the best chance that I've ever had but um, you know, I, th- I think more so for me in my career as a, in a long run, it will be really cool to actually work with, uh, you know, four other drivers who are also really talented and a team of engineers that are probably some of the wisest men that I will have ever heard information from. So, you know, I just, just gotta, gotta learn from them and, and, and then obviously try and figure out a way to do more with Andretti, but, uh, it's a, it's a bit of a full house there. So, so we'll see what happens. So the only negative for you signing with Andretti Autosport is now you have to try and avoid Tim even more. I guess so. Yeah, yeah that's tough. Tim, you hang out there a lot, huh? Yeah, it's like a second home for me. Uh, I don't know if you were listening when we talked about how small my apartment is, but I, I rely on it. I know, I I've been there. Hospitality. Yeah, by, you slept by, on this couch. <laughs> but by second home, he realized, uh, you realize that he means like both my house and Alex's house are actually his first homes. And yes, his place absolutely. is like his fourth or fifth in line. Like Andretti Hospitality yeah. is a solid, solid second. That's a podium. Yeah. It'll, it'll, it'll drop back to third once you finish the renovations, James. But because your place is a mess right now, it's third. 
Uh. <laughs> yeah, that's totally fair. I'm not even spending a lot of time in my house right now. <laughs> hey, James, you're renovating? Yeah, I'm doing some renos to the house. Oh. Becky and I decided to, like, blow up half of the main floor. So, can we talk about renovations for a second? Yeah, please. I, like, love talking about this. Yeah, that's the main point of this show. Yeah, no, I know. So, Connor got his car renovated. <laughs> oh, dude. I'm glad you brought this up, because this was actually the biggest Connor Daly news of 2019. That's what I thought you were talking about, and then he started, you started feeding it into, like, the Andretti Indy 500 deal, but I thought it was the news that came out yesterday. No, yeah, this is by far the biggest news. And for those of you not in the know, Connor Daly um, was once a young, immature, naive, responsible, <laughs> and carefree young man. Now he is all of those things just a few years older. And he had this car. He had a Subaru Impreza WRX STI that he dropped every dollar that he earned on his paper route and bagging groceries at Marsh and everywhere else <laughs> that he made money to making this thing racing GP3 and, you know, playing Call of Duty to make this thing just louder, less street legal, and more obnoxious and objectionable than it was when he got it. And then mercifully, mercifully, the engine in this thing grenaded because it's like terribly put together. <laughs> and we thought finally Connor can get out of this car and start like moving on to the next phase of his life, which we call adulthood. And, uh, and no, he decided to spend more money and about a year getting this car fixed and back on the road. And Connor, look, after all you've been through with this car, I'm actually genuinely happy for you now because I hated the car, and now I love it because it's such a part of you. You put so much love into this thing, and you finally have your baby back. Oh, my God. I can't breathe. <laughs> well, uh, I want to start off by saying I learned a lot more adjectives uh, just now. I did, I did not know that some of those words existed. Um, second of all, very offended. Uh, I once... I, <laughs> I, I once remember a young James Hinchcliffe uh, showing up to uh, an event in a Subaru STI. And I said, yes, wow, yes. what a fun thing. And guess what? A young IndyCar champion, Joseph Newgarden, also a Subaru STI owner. I'm like, oh, what a fun thing. But the, here's, here's where the story twists. You guys, went on to, you guys went on to be successful and get full-time jobs. I decided to go to Europe and dump all my life over there and waste a bunch of time getting ridiculed by Europeans and then come back to America totally broke with no future in, in mind and continue to rely on my Subaru. And boy, has it never let me down except really for the last year. It's not, not been an ideal scenario, I'm not going to lie. It didn't grenade, it just sort of started seizing a little bit. Cylinder 2 gave us a little bit of a worry. The brakes uh, were welded together. Well, no, the, that was the rust. That was rust. The, well, we had to tow it out of my garage with a with pickup truck. Because all four wheels, all four wheels were uh, basically stuck. Um, but boy, we towed it out, and once we got her moving, she moved right into that trailer and uh, pulled the block apart. And uh, I, I got to thank Graham Ray Hall. He helped out a lot. He got a lot of uh, good deals on these these things to spend money on. Um, 
And honestly, it's great. I mean, I, I can't think of a better car to have, except for probably all of the cars on the planet. But, you know, whatever. <laughs> I, I, I love it. It's a fun thing. It was one of my most liked photos on Instagram already. Um, and it's it's nice to have it back. It, I, I do really feel like a child driving it because I've been lucky to drive around some of my friends' cars, like Graham lent me a car, Alex lent me a car, uh, and, and random dealerships lent me cars every now and then. Uh, and boy, it's nice to have a car that has like heated seats and like air conditioning and, and, and power, steering. power steering and, and fun things like that. You know what I mean? And, and now going back to it, you know, I'm really just a man of the earth. I'm just down here with no air conditioning, just living off the land. And, and it's, it's a nice time to have with me and my Subaru that shoots fire. So Connor, what year is your Subaru? It is a 2004. So I wanted, I wanted, I want to like draw attention to the fact that most cars in 2004 had air conditioning. So why doesn't yours? Well, I mean, it's, I mean, it's details. Okay. It's details. That's, that's, it's another hundred dollars to fix my AC. I'm not going to spend it. No, I used to throw the windows down. You got free air conditioning. You threw all the windows down. Turn, you put the windows down and that's air. Like that's, that's, that's air. I mean, it's boom, wind. Free it's air. air. Yeah. It's free, free air. Free air. Exactly. So that's, you know, I, so, I feel pretty good about it, honestly. I think you got to go through a break-in process here first, which could go bad. You know, it's cold well, cold out. The engine might grenade again. Um, hopefully it doesn't. Uh, but I feel good about it. I think I still have to replace my power steering pump. Uh, one of my exhaust hangers is broken for sure. Uh, and then, you know what? Right now we're just living. It's got 138,000 miles, and it sounds like an absolutely beautiful song going down the road. Road, um, and and it, it just looks the part. Although most of the paint on the front bumper is now chipping and gone, um, so soon my front bumper won't be blue. But again, Naturally, your boy yeah. can get out a little paintbrush and Pablo Picasso the crap out of that thing. <laughs> it's actually amazing how appropriate that particular artist is for what that car looks like and would look like if you busted out a paintbrush or a can of spray paint and went to town on it uh but dude i'm genuinely happy for you that uh, does she have a name have you have you named that car no 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 name just uh it's a female and it's nice okay so why don't we do this connor why don't we like let the uh, listeners of off track with hinch and rossi maybe suggest some potential names for her i like that i love it I like that. I'm I'm open. Okay, to so it. guys, I'm open to it, but I don't trust them. So I, you know, I, I, this this is a really, you know, this is a this is really this is means a lot to me. It's important. Why? Well, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna ignore the the gross insults you just gave to our listeners and uh, ask them all to run to our Twitter. It's at Ask Off Track. Uh, tag Connor Daly if you want. Connor Daly twenty two one in and and suggest names for uh, for his Subaru because it's. You know, it's what fifteen years old now, and the poor thing doesn't even have a name. Yeah, but it's doing great. You know what I mean? It's doing great. It's not. It's, you really didn't sell <laughs> you it. Literally it's going just, great. Yeah. <laughs> you just had to fix the whole thing. <laughs> I had to fix the most crucial part of it—the engine. <laughs> so, Connor, uh, I know you sort of touched on it a little bit, but if you were to put a percentage on, you know, being able to get—sorry, we're going back to something relatively serious now. Okay. Um, to get yourself into an IndyCar for more races this year. I know obviously that's always the goal and it's a constant uh, a constant mission and constant job, but 
if you were to put a percentage on it for the for the Connor Daly fans that want to know if we're going to see outside of Indy, what do you think the chances are of maybe getting a deal done for for another race or two? Well, I mean, it's hard to say, man. I mean, I you know my current stock in IndyCar, you know, is not very high. I mean, it's not 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 like I'm going to be. Um, you know, hired to do anything without any sort of financial uh, assistance. So we just have to work on the business side. Um, you know, I'm going to have to force my way in, and uh, and I'm prepared to do that. You know, I'm 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 working my butt off every day to try and you know make sure relationships like the one with the U.S. Air Force continues to grow. Um, and you know, thankfully, you know, this will be the first time ever at Indy where I'll where I will have had uh, you know the same sponsor two years in a row at the Indy 500. So it's 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 really. Um, you know, special to to be able to bring those colors back and uh, be able to represent for them. But uh, but we'll see. You know, we've got a lot of things in the pipeline. Um, we've got a few you know a few different companies that we've been talking to um, that are pretty exciting to you know to to look at. You know how they how they're moving forward, um, and hopefully I can be moving forward with them. Uh, and Andretti has you know they they've they've definitely told me that they would like to run me. Uh, you know, as at as many races as possible, but any team would really tell you that as long as they showed up with budget. So, so we'll see. <laughs> um, but, but yeah, I mean, there there are certainly races on the calendar that we have highlighted as 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 potential uh, races that we could do. Um, and you know, the goal is to continue selling around Indy and building this program into something as big as we can make it. And and hopefully that can flow into you know another race or two. But uh, you know, time will tell. It's only February, um, so we got some time to work on building this uh this business platform and and i think with the help of the you know all the folks at andretti we're in a good spot so uh i you know i'm, I'm just going to keep working that's that's all i got to do i mean the race is going to be awesome and i'm glad that we have it you know done now but uh all i want to do is more you know drivers are are hungry individuals and uh and we want to always race and always drive as much as we can and the good news is, is regardless of whether or not that comes together, there are other things with engines and four wheels out there that you can race. And you actually had the opportunity recently to do something that I think is incredible and amazing and stark raving insane. Uh, you went to the Chili Bowl. Oh, yeah. Tell us, A, about that, and B, are we going to see you back in a, in a sprint car or a midget anytime in the, in the near future? And C, can we also do it? Uh, so if, if you, if that's a serious inquiry, yes, both of you will have fully funded rides at the Chili Bowl if you want to do it. I'm in. Uh, my sponsor, <laughs> Jonathan, Jonathan Birds Racing, those guys have offered it up to any IndyCar driver who really wants to do it. Um, so you guys could absolutely come and do it next year if you want to do it. Uh, it, it was a lot of fun. I mean, honestly, what a crazy experience. I mean, such a, such a different driving style. I mean, totally the opposite of what we've been doing all of our lives. I mean, it, it really is that different um but it's but it's so much fun when you get into the racing environment and you get you know you're side by side with a bunch of guys just sliding around constantly turning right to go left um it's just it's it's a crazy deal um and and yeah I, i'm actually already going to be doing more midget races this year uh, that's I, I seem to be having an uh, have an opportunity to get paid to do that uh, over you know over more IndyCar races. So I'm I'm gonna take whatever I can get, and uh, and I'm excited. I, I think we're gonna do like Illinois Midget Week or something like that, um, and then kind of look at doing more midget races because uh, you know there's there's midget races happening every day all all around the world. It seems like so. Uh, yeah, those guys race like a couple hundred times a year. They're all over the place and and always driving. But the Chili Bowl is like they're kind of it's kind of like their Super Bowl, right? But Tell us a little bit about the setup, because I think you were telling me that you go up for your first session, 
which is on Monday, and you get, what, four laps of practice before your first heat race? Yeah, yeah, Monday, practice, uh, sweet, going to be great. What do we got, two one-hour sessions? Nope, you get five laps, maybe maximum. <laughs> and and then you wait till you race on Wednesday. So uh, there's racing every night. Uh, well, is that because like, you had, like, problems, or that's just... No, that's it. That's all you get, yeah, because there's so many cars. There's, like, 350, 360 entries, um, and it's all divided up into a certain group every night. So Monday night there's racing all the way through Saturday night uh, where all the when all the finals happen. So... Uh, you basically each night there are racers who are trying to solidify their position in whatever main they might be in on Saturday. It's it's very complicated. There's a lot of letters of the alphabet, um, and obviously we know that I'm not great with an alphabet, so I didn't really know where I was going with it. But uh, but it was it was fun. It was it was fun. But you spend so little time on the track and so much time. Um, hanging around the paddock and, and watching other races because there's so much going on but it's it's quite an american experience tulsa oklahoma uh it's it's uh it's certainly a sight to see and i, I definitely recommend it. if you're a fan of pure racing you know you got to go there for the week and, and and just have a great time or even the weekend i mean thursday through saturday night is just uh Every night it's sold out. The stands are packed. This place smells like fumes that will probably cause lung problems later in your life. And, and there's incredible hot dogs for sale, buckets of Fritos full of covered in chili. I honestly <laughs> thought you were about to say buckets of freedom. I thought that's where you were going with that. <laughs> well, there's also those. Also those. 100%. Yeah. Lots of freedom just swarming around the air. I mean, well, what is cool, freedom man. other than a bucket of Fritos? That, that's like the, that's the epitome of freedom. It's not. It's not a bad point, actually, Tim. Not a bad point. Well, dude, I think it was. Uh, it was awesome that you did it. I think it's great that you're doing more of it. It's been fun to watch, and uh, can't wait to see you get better and better at it. Very excited for you uh, with your Indianapolis 500 ride. Can't wait to see how that gets on for you. I hope you and all the Andretti guys are just a little bit slower than all the Aero Schmidt Peterson Motorsports guys, but still have a pretty solid month. Uh, I think we know <laughs> and the thanks so much for. Just let's just stop stop talking, Alex. Stop just shut, shut, shut your mouth. And uh, <laughs> and I'd like to thank you for coming over to Alex's house to disassemble his basketball game and inadvertently being asked to be on off track. Anytime, anytime, guys. Yeah, thanks, Connor, for letting us use you um, for your humor and also your two arms that I need uh, after this concludes. <laughs> um, and thank you all for listening to another episode of Off Track with Hinch and Rossi. Uh, we will catch you all soon. In the meantime, uh, James and I are headed to Texas uh, for the first real official test of the 2019 IndyCar season. So uh, stay tuned. It's going to be pretty awesome. Happy Easter, everybody. <laughs> Happy prelated Easter. Thanks so much for listening to Off Track with Hinch and Rossi. Keep in contact with us on Twitter and Instagram. Our handle is at AskOffTrack. Or you can follow us individually. We're at Hinchtown and at Alexander Rossi. If you want to follow Tim, though we have no idea why you would, he's at the Tim Durham. We really need to get that changed to add producer Thim. The music you heard today is by Ryan Dan of Holland Patton Public Library. Off Track with Hinch and Rossi is produced by Tim Durham. And by that I mean Thim.
Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.